It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to BGN Radio. Batting with three receivers. Back goes Manning again. He steps up. He's got him again at the 41. Vinny Carey has a sack. Right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. Fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network. like a 15-year-old, but that doesn't stop us from introducing you to episode number 99, the Wayne Gretzky of uh, of episodes here. And I can't promise the, the same kind of greatness, but uh, I do got to say, uh, speaking of greatness, and I met this guy through uh, the Vine.co, Ian Eggerly, who is uh, in the intro music. The song's called Don't Know Why. Uh, it's linked to our SoundCloud. I think we've reposted it on there. Fantastic guy. Uh, as far as like uh, music and all that thing goes, follow him on Vine, follow him on SoundCloud. Uh, creates a lot of great remixes and beats and all that other good stuff. But uh, getting to uh, all the good stuff, we are to 99, which means we're just one episode away from 100. And you got to be wondering, well, why should I care about that? Well, first of all, it's a milestone here uh, for everybody on the uh, BGN Radio Airwaves. And we're going to bring in pretty much everybody that's been involved. I think that's a given and go through highlights and all that good stuff. But more importantly, we are working on some pretty heavy hitters here as patrick wall has been racing up the the email and phone lines like crazy and uh trying to get some good guests in there uh, have confirmed and i'm pretty sure we can say this tim mcmanus will be joining us so that'll be very exciting to get his perspective on uh otas and all that other good stuff here but uh, before we get into previewing otas uh and all that good stuff we're also going to be handing out some off-season awards tonight uh things like uh you know the ozzy does it again award and uh, the next Dawkins uh, nominees and, and things of that sort. So that'll be in just a little bit here. But let's introduce everybody around the horn as we got a jam-packed uh, crew of co-hosts that we are all excited about. 
our uh, editor-in-chief of BleedingGreenNation.com, Mr. Brandon Lee Gunn. What's happening, pal? There's also the Jerome Brown edition. Of course. I mean, how, how could I go hockey when uh, me too Jerome it. Brown is, is hanging out there? And uh, the voice is creeping out there, the bold, the beautiful. Don't think we've talked to him since BGN Live during the draft. The Mr. Patrick Wall, what's going on, pal? Uh, I got to say, I'm really excited to be back, and I'm really excited to talk about things that I actually know about this time. <laughs> uh, and uh, speaking of uh, things that people know about, uh, bad segue, but uh, great guy from our Eagles, Mr. Matt Daring. What's going on? <laughs> Who? <laughs> Who? <laughs> Who? <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, making, I think he has not missed an episode yet. Uh, we've asked him to do a lot right out of the shoot, and we're glad to have him here. When he is not uh, walking around with ducks or finding hobbit holes on a farm, he is here with us uh, right here on BGN Radio. Ben Nutton, what's happening, buddy? Not much. I just got back from my job, which I love, um, <laughs> <laughs> just in case my boss is listening for whatever reason. Uh, yeah, and I'm excited to talk about talk about the Eagles. It's been a been a while. Yes, it has. Uh, and we apologize for the delay. It's just there is. I mean, there is a. We're we're kind of hitting that dry zone period, and uh, things were shuffling around. Everybody was kind of off, all, all doing their own thing. So uh, we finally have some things to talk about. And Brandon, let's just touch on OTAs here a little bit. I know when you're trying to preview stuff like this, it's really hard to do because you know what do you expect out of this other than like, hey, everybody stay healthy. Uh, you know, all that other good stuff. But, I mean, is there anything that would surprise you uh, coming into OTAs uh, that would come out of this, whether it's somebody taking reps somewhere or, you know, anything that you're looking for uh, heading into tomorrow or today or whenever you're listening to this? Yeah, I think uh, actually this year more than any, I think it's actually a little more exciting because of just all the change that's that's happened uh, and the uncertainties with health. Like, is Bradford going to be practicing tomorrow? Like, I don't know. He might be. He might be. Might be doing team drills, which I would doubt. I don't think he's ready for that, but maybe he's doing individual drills. Uh, Tim Tebow is going to be there. It's, I still think that's hilarious. <laughs> like, like Tim Tebow's on the team. Like, that's just still mind blowing. <laughs> His arms wide open. You think? And, oh, uh, they got to throw in some cream tomorrow, right? That'd be amazing. I, oh, he stepped yeah. on the field. I will yes. definitely be looking out for that. That is something. I have to write down now. Just, Huge. Just, they play Creed during practice. But, yeah, I mean, so things like that. Uh, Nelson Aguilar isn't actually going to be there because he has the, uh, the NFLPA rookie premiere. Jordan Matthews had the same thing going on last year. So he won't be there. Uh, the only player who isn't there other than Aguilar because of his thing is Evan Mathis, obviously choosing not to attend since it's voluntary. But other than that, I mean, nothing too big. I, I guess who lines up at safety is going to be the big one as Matt can probably attest to. Mm. <laughs> yeah, of, of course. And, uh, yeah, P-Wall, you looking to hear anything uh, for OTAs uh, this week and throughout next week? Yeah, I think it's just going to be a good chance to kind of see who's running where, even if Chip will insist that it means nothing, especially now during OTAs. But, you I mean, you want to see who lines up next to Malcolm Jenkins. You want to see maybe uh, in what configurations they may want to use the running backs. Uh, you know, it's just a, it's just a nice reminder that, there is a light at the end of this tunnel here. And, you know, after uh, after what feels like a pretty exhausting offseason, all said, uh, I'm excited to uh, to kind of get back into the the football part of of the offseason of, of football, the football part of football, of, football, <laughs> of the football life. Yes, indeed. And I'm probably going to ask the wrong question to the wrong guy here. But, uh, but Matt, you know, with Marcus Smith and, and everybody else, I mean, Lane Johnson, even. Uh, is getting pumped up here that, you know, he had kind of different workouts. They turned their body fat. They're doing all this other good stuff. 
Is that important to you at all, especially going into OTAs? And I'll, I'll stick with specifically Marcus Smith. Is you know, is is this kind of like uh, more selling the goods as far as like, yeah, he doesn't have a high school body anymore, and all this other stuff. Is there anything that you want to hear or see him do in the next couple of weeks that can? You know, maybe have some credence to what he's been doing in the offseason. Yeah, it would always be nice if he showed up and really turned some heads. I mean, he just did not he did not get a lot done last year. Uh, I do think it's kind of funny that everybody's talking about him like he's dead. Um, (laughs) I do think that I do think that that's that's more than a little odd. Like ESPN had a thing that was like Marcus Smith looking to revitalize his career. Like, no, you know, he's looking to revitalize his career is like uh, you know, Sam Bradford, 50, yeah, or, or like a, the fifty-four-year-old kicker, or something like that. Like that's right. the guy who's looking to revitalize his career. This guy who played one year, didn't play a lot. That sucked, but he's not dead. I mean, he's just—I don't know. I and we still don't really know what the what the problem is. But I would think that you know we might see him spelling Connor Barwin more, or we might not. Who knows? But obviously, you want him to be showing up and looking rocked up and looking like he's you know ready to roll as opposed to maybe last year where it didn't really it didn't really happen and, and just from the from the get go it was not really uh, a great a great match so yeah let's let's keep our fingers crossed but the guy can play and ben we've we've already brought it up at the safety position obviously is everybody's kind of biggest question mark as far as like getting into this thing nobody really knows who can take it over or if they have anybody that can take it over are you going to feel a little more I don't know, confident that they might stick out Watkins there early and just they've they've made that decision to try him out there uh, and, and kind of go with it? Or is there any other name that you would feel a little more comfortable if Earl Wolf is out there to give him, you know, the 20th shot in a row to try and take over the, the starting safety position? What are you looking for there? Well, I think that the, the defensive backfield is so crowded with names at this point where you can really just rotate guys and, and test everyone's fit at that other safety spot. Now, I'd like to see Watkins add you know, make an impact during OTAs because of the athleticism and he's young and, and he didn't, I mean, he, he got some opportunities last year and he actually made a positive impact um, on some plays. So I, I'm kind of hopeful about him making an impact there because uh, Earl Wolf can't stay healthy for, for anything. So I, I don't really want to be depending on him to put, play that safety spot heading into the season. Yeah, it's going to be, I, I want Watkins kind of out there as, as the number one guy, uh, especially going into that I think that's still probably kind of his best spot other than Eric Rowe and I know they don't want to you know put him back there right away and again again I, I think we've all talked about you know if Ja'Cory Shepard can live up to the kind of that steal of the draft type of hype then maybe they can make that switch and go around and I think that would be the the ideal situation but again I really don't see that happening too much we're going to circle back around to you here BLGs we'll just Switching and go through the one of the main things that I thought was kind of interesting over this past like you know week and a half is the Eagles starting to finally fill out the rest of you know the scouting department and some of the front office spots that were vacated when Chip kind of told how his guys to take a hike. They got uh, Marty Barrett um, and they also got uh, Dwayne Joseph, both from the Bears. They were heavily involved, uh, you know, the uh, director of pro scouting and all that other good stuff. And they also bring on Chris Shea as from uh, the Dolphins, who's kind of like this mystery position as far as he does a little bit of everything. He does, you know, the scouting. He does, uh, you know, strategic management or whatever that means and uh, administrative uh, director of scouting administration and all this other stuff, does some salary cap stuff. Um, you know, it's kind of just interesting to me as far as now that Howie got how all of Howie's guys are out, it looks like they have some solid dudes who are all on the kind of the same page, at least with Chip's vision, What's next for Howie? 
I mean, like, what what's the deal here? It's, it's kind of something that's was there, and it was a major story back when everything was going on. We had a bunch of major trades happen. Now that everybody everything's been filled out, the dust has settled, the draft is over. But what's what's how we left to do here, really? Um, well, he's making a lot of money. He is doing that. <laughs> that's true. So yeah. Get so paid. I don't think he is necessarily in the biggest rush to head out anywhere because of that. Though you know, obviously, I think he would like to be in a personnel role. But you know, if it's not there for him, obviously, you can't just create the opportunity. So I think he's kind of just biding his time for now. I think the Eagles are clearly kind of phasing him out or at least preparing to phase him out with, with some of the hires they've made, as you suggested, it seems like Chris Shea especially could be like a, a Howie kind of replacement in the future. Potentially uh, Jeff Mosher wrote a column about that today. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not too surprising and obviously they had the power struggle and, and now that Chip and Manowitz are in control, uh, you saw it right after the NFL draft. They they got rid of some of the Howie guys, which, again, isn't a surprise at all. They're going to bring in their own guys, and that's what they've been doing. It's it's really that simple to me. You don't think there's anything else behind that? Like, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. The power struggle is one thing. It's just, the, it's just the way, how fast it was done when it was happened. I don't know. I don't know, people. I just something stinks about this that nobody's talking about, and I don't know what it is. And that's you know, I, you, you hear guys like Kaplan, and you hear guys like Lewis Riddick, and a, a bunch of other people that are all just kind of on the negative downslope. Is like, yeah, screw that guy. And granted, they all compare him to like you know, they all praise other ba- you know bad football guys and all this other stuff. And do you think how it was really as good as people kind of perceived it with the 2012 draft and all that, or? Is do you do you think there's might be you know maybe he just wasn't that good and they're kind of covered up for him and this is the process that they did it in? I don't know about that. I think Howie <laughs> was a fine GM. That's what, let me let me just put that out. That's what I kind of think is happening here. But go ahead, people. I would say that I think Howie was a fine GM. I think I just think that if you're him, you've got to be kind of frustrated, right? Because the public has no idea what he's done. I mean, from the time that he took over during the Andy regime, nobody was really sure if he was running the show, if Andy was running the show. Then Chip came in and they had sort of a weird dynamic. And then Chip eventually took over after Howie allegedly tried to pull a power struggle. So if you're Howie, you're probably feeling like you got the short end of the stick or that you didn't really get your chance. And if you're, you know, the organization, you're probably just kind of happy to let him sit and you find your replacements for him until you can fire him whenever that is. But I, I I don't think it had anything to do with his talent evaluation or his abilities as a GM. I think it was sort of, you know, this is a guy who I think, you know, wants to make a name for himself in the NFL and he's going up against a coach who I think very much wants the same thing. And if you can make that kind of an arrangement work, that's great. And it may end up benefiting the team, but you know, as we see in pretty much any walk of life, two strong personalities uh, going in the same building don't always coexist super peacefully. Yeah, we'll go Matt and Ben back to back here, but I'm just curious if you think uh, that he does. I've seen, you know, I've, I think I've hinted at some other people have too, just all speculation and just, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. Nothing's concrete here, but uh, Matt then Ben, do you think how he lasts the rest of the season here? Uh, yeah, I think... Um I think Brandon has the right of it, which is that he can't really go anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, he pays me that big money. Um, yeah, I think I don't think he can go anywhere else, but I would assume that he will be hitting the old road next year when 
whoever is in line to get fired next, uh, let's say the Houston guy, whoever's in line to get fired <laughs> next uh, gets fired. I would assume that Howie will be, there'll be a lot of Howie Roseman resumes coming out of the Eagles department printer. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with that. I think that for one, I don't, I, I don't think the team's going to want to let Howie go during the season or before the season, just because of uh, that's going to create a lot of noise that they don't want. Uh, and to a certain point, Howie's been able to coexist in this current situation where it hasn't been so so bad at least um that we know of so i think that like matt said we we go through the entire season with with how he's still here and then uh at the end he eventually finds a job elsewhere i could see that and i'll, I'll be the one that sticks his thumb out i i don't know i i wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if he's not here because what else is there really left to do other than, you know, maybe some in-season trades, all that other stuff. He's not the one going to make cuts. He's not the one doing all that stuff. I think the contract extension, more or less, that he got to 2020 or 20, however long that was, was just kind of like, yeah, here you go, you know, just just because we, uh, we like it, we don't want to cause any ruckus here. I'm not saying that how he's, you know, there's some perception that he's actually really bad at his job or anything like that. I think he did a lot of good things while he was, while he was GM. I, I, I just think that there's... I don't know. This is such an uprooting, and I know it happens when GMs take over, but there just hasn't been a lot of uproar on Howie's side and a lot of people sticking up for Howie. So I don't know if that's because of his personality, what he actually likes to do. You know, you hear those things as far as, you know, Adam Kaplan has said he kind of gets in his own way type of thing. So I don't know. It'll be interesting uh, to kind of see how that plays out. I think that's that's the next little drama piece. And maybe we can have something to talk about next offseason. Maybe that'll be, you know, he'll write a tell-all book and uh, maybe I, I have it all wrong and, you know, Chip's a big asshole and all this other stuff. So we'll have to look at that. But uh, right now, let's have a little fun. It's time for some offseason awards. Welcome to the first BGN Radio Offseason Awards Show. So we're doing this uh, Oscar style, obviously, and we've come together with a couple of categories uh, just to kind of celebrate the offseason as we're finally breaking into OTAs, which means we're a little closer to training camp in, you know, the, uh, the, the long days between OTAs and training camp seems like forever. But uh, let's have uh, fun to start it off with. And uh, first of all, our first nominee for the uh, next Dawkins Award uh, is the presenter, Mr. Matt Daring, sir. Your next Dawkins nominees are from the Eagles, Earl Wolf. <clears throat> from the Eagles, Jalen Watkins. From the Eagles, Jerome Cuplin the third. From the Giants, Landon Collins. Your next Dawkins is Landon Collins. Hey. Congratulations, Landon right, Collins. Yeah. He's the big, <laughs> biggest baby I've ever seen. Landon Collins, the next Dawkins Award as we move to our editor-in-chief of BleedingGreenNation.com, who is presenting the Who Cares Off-Season Award. Brandon. Now, who cares is a great question. Uh, it's one I get a lot. A lot of articles, a lot of Facebook comments especially. So this is a very prestigious award. Up first, we have Marcus Mariota articles. Followed by Sam Bradford articles. <laughs> and last but not least, Slow News Day. <laughs> yes. 
And I think the clear winner... Yeah, those are uh, yeah. Slow news day is, is clearly uh, you know far and above you know probably every year is in contention for the Who Cares Award. I think that's the most thing in the comments section. I'm moving right along. Uh, the next presenter, uh, Mr. Patrick Wall, with the Henry Josie Award. Patrick, thank you, John. Uh, the Henry Josie Award is a new award, but uh, that does not mean that it is not a highly coveted and be extremely prestigious this award uh is is granted to a member of the eagles 90 man roster who although he will not make the team his getting cut will drive eagles fans insane <laughs> very different from the not brown award i might add not brown's more like you know you can't wonder this is disappointment followed along with that so the uh yes the nominees sir the nominees are Devonte davis rashid bailey and Cole Manhart. Ooh, Cole Manhart. Okay. Cole Manhart. Ooh, let's go with this. Okay. <clears throat> and the winner. And the winner is... Devontae Davis. Hey! Oh, tight end who everyone will think will replace Riley Cooper and won't, but may have end up on the practice squad. Who knows? Is your inaugural Henry Josie Award winner. Or Congratulations. Might, might end up in the CFL. You never know. Uh, he's, the third, uh, he's the third annual Chris McCoy Award winner, too. <laughs> <laughs> Chris McCoy. Uh, uh, moving right along, it, I, I am. Uh, I will be taking over uh, the next award as we are presenting Had to Google Him. Had to Google Him Award. A, a tough, again, very, very tough category. A lot of, a lot of different ways we could have gone with this. But your uh, nominees for the Had to Google Him Award. Ja'Cory Shepard. Who? Brad... Jones. Who? Jordan Hicks. Who? And Randall Evans. Who? And your winner for the Had to Google Him Award is... Jordan Hicks! Hey! Who? <laughs> I think it was the most, the most who's... Uh, out of the off season that uh, that we have possibly seen, I just love this kid. He started off with Mosher was the only one tipping picks, and Mosher was like, "Oh, people aren't going to like this." <laughs> just, oh, the shittiest foot you can really think of. Uh, moving right along uh, to Mister Ben Natan for the most quickly forgotten Eagle Award. Most quickly forgotten Eagle Award, Ben. And the nominees are from the Rams, Nick Foles. Whoa. From the Bills. LaShawn McCoy. From the Colts, Todd Harriman's. From the Colts, again, Brent Cole. Brinkson does, does it again. again. <laughs> <laughs> and from the Broncos, James Casey, whoever that is. <laughs> uh, and the winner is... From the Rams, Nick Foles. Hey! From from going to uh, debating for three months uh, to quickly just out of the picture with just a small sect of people, uh, you know, going over to Rams Nation and, yeah, (laughs) you just wait until he only throws 20 times a game. Then he'll be great. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the real shame is they played him off before he could thank Uber and his acceptance speech. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, 
a new award that we're adding this offseason, even though it's ridiculous I'm saying that because it's the first time we're actually doing this, but uh, uh, pretty much going to be a staple from year to year, and hopefully it stays around for a long time. Matt Daring with the Ozzy Does It Again nominees. So this award goes to recognize people who have achieved greatly in the in the field of getting a lot of credit for being drafted by a good team. So... <laughs> Yes. Without further ado, your nominees are from the Steelers, Bud Dupree. From the Seahawks, Frank Clark. Fuck that guy. From the Steelers again, Senquez Golson. Ah, yes. Very popular. From the, from the New England Patriots, Jordan Richards. Yeah. And from the San Francisco 49ers, Jaquiski Tart. Wow, that's a good list. That's a great yeah, list. Yeah, all of these guys are very good. And I know because the teams that drafted them are very good. And the winner. Frank Clark. Hey! The piece of shit. <laughs> Congrats to Frank Clark Who, uh, on everything. Have they made a ruling on him yet? Is he still hanging around? I didn't, I didn't hear anything more off of the... Uh, I know he's a great, gigantic piece of shit. Has he done anything from uh, draft until now? No? No. Nothing. Okay. It's, it's only a matter of time, really. No, he can, he can go... He can go leave. <laughs> <laughs> get him, Matt. Get him. Yeah, get him. That's, that's what I think. <laughs> uh, and no holds barred here. We you might have to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving to uh, the last category of the evening. We had a little fun with this one. Uh, player best suited to star in a Broadway musical award. Player best suited to a star in a Broadway music award. Eagles only. Uh, your nominees are John Dorenboss. Who, who may or may not be on show 100, by the way. Uh, uh, a, one of my favorites, Mr. Bo Allen, uh, in this category, obviously, because he and Cordy Parkey do the dirty dancing, uh, you know, routine every time he <coughs> scores a field goal. At least they did last year. Emmanuel Acho making a name. And uh, I think everybody told me once we put him on this list that he's the only one that can actually sing. Uh, and a personal favorite of mine, Mr. Vinny Curry, because uh, really his Brock Lesnar impersonation is just the best, and I think he's got some of the greatest theater going on. And your winner is... Emmanuel Acho! (laughs) He's the only one that can carry tune, so obviously he wins. But there is uh, your off-season awards for uh, the year of our Lord, 2015. Uh, And we're just going to keep it uh, nice and light here, so... Just uh, the final thoughts as we're rolling out here, BLG. Uh, final thoughts are that I'm just stalling until I can think of anything. But <laughs> once I get there, they'll be pretty good. Uh, final thoughts are, yeah, like I said earlier, I think OTA should actually have some level of interest just because of, all right, is Sam Bradford here? All right, who's going to line up at linebacker? Is it going to be Kendricks and Kiko? Or is it going to be D'Amico in there? I don't even think Earl Wolf might be healthy yet because he's still recovering from that microfractures surgery so a lot of different things to look out here make sure you're following me on twitter how do you like this selfless <laughs> seamless plugging that's at brandy gouton i can even spell it out for you if you really want to but i'm not going to do that because that would be just terrible uh my final thoughts are a i'm looking forward to episode 100 uh and if you're listening to this i hope you are too it's going to be awesome it's going to be chock full of fun and surprising guests and my second thing is, uh, BLG, when you are covering the OTAs, I will be sure to 
not read your articles, but comment on them anyway. <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got a couple. Yeah, definitely listen to um, episode 100. I heard there's a rumor that uh, LeBron James is going to be there. It's possible. Huge. It is so, possible. So I would definitely. I mean, you can't beat King James. So he's going to subtweet the rights to Ricky Sanchez when he <laughs> talks about. It. Definitely tune in. Um, I just cannot wait. I cannot, cannot wait for Tim Tebow. I just can't. I I don't know why. I'm just so excited for all the stupid shit that's all going to happen because of Tim goddamn Tebow. So I I just can't wait. I mean, other than that, OTAs, you just sort of cross your fingers. You know, you hear that Jordan Matthews is going to the Hall of Fame. You, you hear... You cross your fingers and nobody gets hurt. I mean, this is really the only things you can look forward to in OTAs is just some pictures, nobody getting hurt, and Timothy motherfucking Tebow. <laughs> uh, one, I'm really excited for episode 100. I think it's going to be fantastic. And two, in terms of OTAs, I'm just really looking forward to all of the new faces in the secondary and the the competition back there should be fun. And for all the people who have said we're a safety slash corner away for the past three years. Now we finally get to see if that's true. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I, I am, uh, obviously I'm looking forward to, uh, Sam Bradford making it through this process, helping <laughs> to, to training camp. And then that's one more leap that we don't have to worry about there. Uh, but, uh, really not, nothing other than that. Really excited to just any kind of glimpse of football, uh, makes uh, us happy. It makes me happy. All the good stuff. So, our apologies to Tom McAllister if we uh, have run out of time. We'll catch him next week uh, or uh, the week after. And uh, seriously, be sure to listen to episode number one hundred sometime next week, as we are chock full of guests and everybody's going to be here. It's going to be a lot of fun somewhere for uh, myself, John Barcher, for Mister Brand Lee Gowton, Matt Deering, Patrick Wall, and Ben Detan. We thank you so much for listening to episode number ninety nine right here on BleedingGreenNation dot com and LibertyBroadcast dot co. Old man heart. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com, fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network. <laughs>